No, I just, I, we were talking in the green room about half an hour ago before the show started while we were prepping, mm -hmm. and um, I said, you know, Sarah, you should put on a little bit more something glossy today. Okay. And it looks great. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't realize. Let me, uh, I'll bring that down. Yeah. No, 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 it looks good. <laughs> I really mean that. You know, because normally before the show, we're relaxing, you know, a good 45 minutes. Maxing in the green and relaxing room. Yeah, with cold you know, 45. We have, you know, enjoying craft services. Mm-hmm. And, um... Sometimes watching uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yes. Um, but more often than not watching um, Bill and Danielle. Always. Yeah. I mean, listen, the way to start your day is coffee and at home with the McAllisters. Mm. And then once you're awake and you can handle ridiculousness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dirty jokes. <laughs> And uh, just the hot mess that this show is. <laughs> right. It's like they help ease you into mm -hmm. your day. Right. And so, uh, yeah, definitely start it with At Home with the McAllisters. Yesterday was a big day downtown. Oh, huge day. Huge day. They had the big, uh, it wasn't like a festival, but it was sort of like the unveiling of what some of their plans mm. are for the, new, the uh, train station. Right. And so there were concerts there was big sean was singing there was a children's choir there singing they it had was different celebrities. yeah it, it was it was a big to do it's almost as if the train station got bar mitzvah yes. yesterday yes you know. i like well, that there wasn't a rabbi there was no holla no holla but uh, but big sean was there to mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that everyone was taken care of yes he was uh so yeah he was kind of like the uh the hype guy at a uh, bar mitzvah that gets everybody on the dance floor right I've come been on everybody electric slide time come on woo! so he was out there and he's actually also part of this next thing that's going to happen as well it looks like the um, history channel is doing a big documentary on the resurgence of Detroit, mm -hmm. but in particular connected to the old train depot and right. how that's being brought back to life and it's sort of like a symbol of the city. Oh, yes. So they actually put out a trailer for it. So here's a trailer for the special. It's going to happen on um, July 1st on the History Channel about Detroit coming back. The Detroit thing is all about surviving. We're from Detroit, and we're strong from Detroit. Detroit was Silicon Valley in the early part of the 20th century. In many ways, the American dream really was created in this locale. Many people saw Detroit for the first time stepping off a train. And the first thing you see is this incredible building. Michigan Central Station was Detroit's pride and joy. What a grand, grand building it was. A colossal structure. People would look up in the air. It was almost like going into a cathedral. What happened with this train station is just a story that happened over and over again all over the city. Detroit went down through the floor. This is a big empty building in the middle of one of the baddest cities in the country. The train station is emblematic of Detroit's rise and fall, but my hope is it becomes emblematic again for Detroit's rebirth. Michigan Central Station 
has been acquired by Ford is going to add to the great story about Detroit's renaissance. Detroit is returning with the future of the auto industry, and we're planning to launch our autonomous vehicles. It was once absolutely spectacular, and our goal is to make it spectacular once again. There are things happening in the city that are just literally incredible. Detroit is a place of possibilities. You know, that ingenuity and that spirit lives on. Detroit is my roots, and it's a great city, and it can be great again. Coming July 1st, only on History. Yes. yes. So, you know, word around the grapevine was this. Mm -hmm. um, during the ceremony yesterday, apparently not far away from the train station, there was a gentleman selling fixtures like table lamps and stuff like that. Yeah. Like apparently he had the lamp from the ticket window at the train station. And this was, he. I guess apparently he had bought it after the train station closed. He had bought hundreds of lamps and sold them to hotels. Yeah. And this was the last of his stuff. And so people were kind of snatching this stuff for a hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. That's kind of like, oh, I would have loved to have owned a piece of that train station. If you knew this, that he was going to be there to sell it. Right. Um, or if we would have been invited to the media opening. But that's a different story. Ah, you're all right. <laughs> I'd rather have gone to Slows or Gold Cash Gold, but you know. Anyway, uh, another thing had happened that we'd heard about. Uh, producer David let us in on the fact that the clock, the giant clock face, was returned at the same time Michael Bay was going, Where am I going to film? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So many things have been ransacked in Detroit that it's actually mm. kind of crazy and cool that the person who took the clock was like, All right. Right. Okay, I'm going to send it back home. Which actually, this guy that was selling the lamps and all mm. of that sort of stuff, maybe he tried already, but I would kind of hope that he would sell them to Ford. Right. Or donate so them back. They could, yeah, they could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, obviously, they're going to redo it as much as possible, but I'm pretty sure they're going to try and work in historical pieces right. as they um, bring it back to life. Yeah. So I would think that they would like to have some of the original things from mm -hmm. the building. I would Who agree. Knows? So thank you, Flavor Flav, for returning the clock <laughs> back to the train station. It was difficult to carry on a chain. Right. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give this back to you. you know, he's, he's a lot older now, so his back is just like, <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'm know. sick of taking Dome's yeah. pills. My back right. hurts. Yeah, Shaq was telling me to use Icy Hot. <laughs> this next one just makes me crazy. Like, I can't believe how ridiculous this story uh. is. Oh, you know how much we all hate construction right. and getting through construction and how it messes up your life. Mm. But the one thing you can say in your head is, all right, they said this project is going to take from this time to this time. Right. And they better be on time. And I better be able to use 75 at some point or this section of mm -hmm. 696 at some point when you say I can. Uh -huh. And then we hear a story that in Roseville, they had to rip up a section that they'd already completed in this big 696 project right. because it was crap. And the inspectors came by and they saw that the metal poles underneath weren't right and that it was Ugh. the cement wasn't level, that they were doing a pretty... A piss-poor job. A piss-poor job. <laughs> and they had to undo and, you know, crack up mm. everything and haul it all out and start all over again. It's no wonder our roads are falling apart mm. because they probably were done... Poorly the first time. Right. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. Now, Please. first of all, my seriously, my heart goes out to all of you that live and work 
uh, either to or from the east side because that 696 closure has wreaked havoc on yes. everyone that depends on that artery to get to where they need to go. So that, that in itself is terrible. But the company that screwed this up from Colorado, they just happen to have an office out here. And you would think that they should maybe hire somebody from Michigan that understands our freeze-thaw cycle, that understands our pain. Or aren't just jerks who are trying to get away yeah. with something. Like right. They get this $90 million bid, right. and then they're like, nah, we're going to cut corners. We yeah. want to keep as much in our Must pockets. Must be nice to walk around the construction site with your legal marijuana and your John Denver <laughs> and your Avalanche jerseys and then the then the then, you know, flaunt your Coloradoisms and then screw up our construction. <laughs> Good job. Thanks Thank a you. lot, Colorado. Lowest bidder. Mm. I do have something that will probably make you very excited. Good. Uh, what would that be? That I have scones over there on the table? You do have yeah. scones over there on the table. That's good to know for later. Mm. Snacks. Uh, in the next installment of the Star Wars movie, mm. Star Wars number nine. Mm. It, is that like Mambo number nine? Yes. <laughs> I love it. A little it. bit of Monica in your life. Looks like we're going to have a little Billy D. Williams in our life. Oh, nice. they're going to bring back Lando Calrissian in the next episode. You know, you movie. saw it coming because I think the character itself was really brought to our consciousness again. Because of Solo, uh, right? Because of Solo. And because, you know, thank you, Mr. Glover, for doing such a good job with Mr. Calrissian because now it comes full circle. And I hate to say it, with the demise of Carrie Fisher, I think that it makes room to bring back another favorite mm -hmm. from the original trilogy. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking for, well, Han Solo is officially, spoiler alert, dead at this point. Well, right, that's the thing. That's the, what's kind of a bummer is that yeah. I wish they would have done it when Harrison Ford's Han Solo was still alive right. in the other movie so that we could have a reunion of the two yeah. old men. Yeah, no bro hog, it'll have to be Chewy. Right. Well, yeah. 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 Chewie's like having to do this for everybody because everybody else is dropping like flies. So he's like mm -hmm. the through line right. for everyone. Maybe this is finally when Chewie is going to rip his arms off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Lando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take a hey, Dude, you have been screwed of my friends for my entire <laughs> existence. What's going on? Yeah. So this hasn't been officially announced. However, um, I think he was out doing some other press, probably during the solo time. People mm. wanted to ask questions of um, Billy D. Williams. And they found out that he had been working with a dietitian and a trainer. He's 81, but he still wants to look good. Right. And people are thinking that's a really big sign that, yes, he's working out to be in this new movie. Right. I want to see another cult 45 spot with him just <laughs> raking in the ladies. I'm telling you. He's, I, I think he's still got it. At 81, you think he's still think, got it? Yeah, I think he's going to prove it. I think he'll be the new spokesperson for a boner pill. I think it'll be great. Okay. That's, listen, make that cash while you still can. The other thing I think is going to make you over the moon is mm -hmm. that there is going to be a new crossover happening in some comic books. A little bit of a mashup. Mm. Oh, maybe not. Maybe. Okay, IDW has Star War, uh, Star Trek, excuse me, mm -hmm. Star Trek comic books, and right. they are going to have the original Star Trek characters mm. meeting up with the uh, 80s cartoon right. version of Transformers. See, on paper, which it, it literally is, is on paper. True, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the filmation Star Trek animation, 
with the original um, Japanese cartoon uh, Transformers, mm -hmm. uh, complete with Spike and Wheeljack, if you remember those guys. Um, it's exciting. But here's the thing. I love coffee. I also love pizza. <laughs> Do I want pizza in my coffee? I don't know. Let's find out, shall we? It looks promising, but for those of you that are like really into comics, a number of years back, they crossed over Star Trek with the X-Men. And that wasn't good? And it would, no, you don't need to see Wolverine sitting on the bridge of the Enterprise. It's yes, I do. Weird. It's too weird. <laughs> too weird. Too I don't, weird. I don't think that's weird at all. There's only one amazing. person in the Star Trek universe that should be in spandex, and that's Seven of Nine and Bob's your uncle. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it looks fun. It's probably fun. It's I mean, so fun. I, I mean, it opens up a spot. Can they transform the Enterprise? Will the Enterprise turn into an Ooh. Autobot? Who knows? I like that. Yeah. I like that what they went after, though, with the, was the complete look of Transformers yes. from the 80s cartoon. Yes. They're pretending that the stupid recent movies didn't happen. I, you know what? And I love the Star Trek animated series, Spock. Which I didn't know existed. Oh, my gosh. No, that was technically how they wrapped up the five-year mission. Was in the cartoon? Was in the cartoon. Oh. That's technically... It, to some people, Gene Roddenberry, up until right before he died, they even said that was canon. Yeah. So They said that the cartoon version was canon. Yes. Okay. So anything that happened yeah. there, and then you'll see there's references to it in the J.J. Abrams movies. There's references to the animated series throughout a lot of Star Trek, and I'm really exposing the fact that I'm that much of a Star <laughs> Trek geek right now. Who so. do you think is a better leader, um, Optimus Prime or James T. Kirk? What about James T. Kirk driving Optimus Prime? If he would let him, that would be amazing. I, I think that would be interesting. I, that's a tough one. There are um, different styles of leadership, I know. Uh, oh, I, would, I didn't mean to stump you. I, I would say James T. Kirk. Okay. You he's know. a wild one, though. Right. He, because I can't, he's a maverick. I, I can't picture Optimus Prime going, Con! <laughs> James T. Kirk wins it with the con yell. All right. I mean, it all comes saying. down to the con. Yeah. What's that? Dave oh, Dave wants Optimus Prime. Really? Nice. Really? He was such a good. He, he sacrificed himself multiple times. Like he was very selfless and wanted the best for not only the Autobots but the people as well and other innocent creatures. But did he go back in time to get whales? No. <laughs> no. So, you know, See. <laughs> right. Con whales. Mm -hmm. He's got you for sure. Uh, there is going to be a second Creed movie. Hmm. It was the Creed spinoff of I love it. Adonis Creed's son. It, as long as they do an uh, acoustic version of um, With Arms Wide Open, <laughs> I think it will be a, a big hit. Oh, God. You, that, there was like a span of, what would you say, two, three years maybe tops where there were a whole bunch of bands that just sounded like Creed. Oh, yeah. Like every, Life House. Right, yeah. <laughs> they know. all, they all sound. They were trying like to sound like Eddie Vedder, but they're right. her, 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 but right. it, it wasn't exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm glad that um, Scott Stapp will be featured in a boxing movie. Um, really Because <laughs> what else really is he exciting. doing? No, he's, you know, Was he the chilling. one? I think he was the one that was in a video that was taken backstage. I want to say it was him and Kid Rock. And they were, it was a sex tape that was leaked with the two of them with some groupies. Oh, I thought you meant Scott Stapp and Kid Rock. No, no, no. I mean, no. was he standing like this? <laughs> and was it raining? <laughs> Always. Because <laughs> then it would be really. Always. Mm, yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. In Creed 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Uh, Adonis Creed's son is going to fight. Oh, Apollo Creed. I'm sorry. Apollo Creed's son, mm. Adonis, is going to fight um, Ivan Drago's son. 
struggle. Wow. Yeah. So who would have thunk that somewhere inside the movie world, two sons of two boxers would end up being boxers and would have a fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, so I don't know who did the first Creed movie, but for mm. this one, Sylvester Stallone, who wrote the original Rocky mm. script as well as starring in it, wrote the script this time around, which may or may not be a good I, thing. I, I'm what? not sure. I, I, honestly, if they stick to the formula, I think it will be enjoyable. Okay. Because it's hard not to enjoy those movies. The where... first Creed got good reviews. Mm -hmm. For me, in the, the Rocky series, Rocky 1 and Rocky 4 are really the only Rockies mm -hmm. that you need to watch. Like, do you care about 2 and 3? And don't watch 5 and 6. Well, you know what? Mr. T was in 3. So right. I, I think at some point, because you know that um, Creed is going to beat Ivan Drago's son, who might have been uh, mothered by Brigitte Nielsen. Who knows? <laughs> She's having a baby right now. It's right. something or other. So. He might be the sixth, uh, you know, <laughs> from all these different fathers. And then I think the, the third Creed movie should bring Mr. T's son with the same haircut. I, I, you might as well, right? Well, throw it all in. Just throw it all in there. We love nostalgia and bring it all back together in a soup. There is a new update Mm. To the scandal with the John Gotti movie. Oh, you know what? And if there's one it, thing to take your mind off of all the negative <laughs> crap going on in the world, there is this train wreck. It is a train wreck, and we will give you all the details to the new Gotti scandal when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special. Nine holes of golf and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. back to Pop That Culture, and we are talking about Gotti, because that's what Gotti wants, because nobody went to see it, so they've got to make something happen somehow. So they're doing this, which I'm actually, I'm kind of impressed with what they're doing. Oh. 
I oh, haven't absolutely. I haven't heard of any other movie doing this, or at least it, it, they weren't caught doing this. So it's pretty amazing. We mentioned yesterday that um, over the weekend with the opening of Gotti, and it wasn't in that many screens. Mm. However, um, it made no money and it got a zero percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, you got to go for perfect. <laughs> yes. Right. And they were perfect. Mm. And then all of a sudden on Monday there were all of these five-star ratings crazy coming for the movie mm. not from critics but from people who um, Rotten Tomatoes swears were not robots that mm -hmm. they were actual users of Rotten Tomatoes right. were writing these perfect reviews oh yeah and they were like how what this is very suspicious okay. that all of a sudden we're getting all these five-star mm -hmm. reviews from non-critics and part of what the um, people who were marketing Gotti said oh the critics they just don't want you to see Gotti because oh, it's a great yeah. movie it's a conspiracy and it was yeah they were mm. trying to present it like it was a conspiracy by the critics right well okay first five-star uh, Rotten Tomatoes users number one this is not the real mob okay <laughs> if you're being compelled for any reason to give five-star reviews don't worry you and your family will not get whacked that's number one um, number two, this this is kind of like a Yelp thing, you know, when people start giving negative reviews on Yelp. Yeah. You know, the business, well, well, hey, we got a whole bunch of negative reviews. Hey, mom, dad, can you log into Yelp and give me a couple five stars? This screams of that. And then if you look closely, it's like, wait a minute, all these people have the same last name as the owner of the business. It's like. Well, they did look into it, and, and of the five star reviews, all of them, their profiles of mm. the users to Rotten Tomatoes who did this um, created their profiles in the month of June. <laughs> And I love it. They had only reviewed, if any other movie, just like one other movie. So it's not like these were constant users. They only mm. logged on to give these five-star reviews to Gotti. Like, great movie. Travolta nailed it. Pitbull did a great job with the music. Did he? It's a different <laughs> but truthful view, which was done excellent. A powerful movie. This one's my favorite from a reviewer named Joel who said, this movie is 100% fresh. These rotten tomato critics need to stop putting their liberal agenda into movie Oh, reviews. my God. <laughs> FYI, all these critics now have been labeled suppressive. That's a Scientology joke, how, which I enjoy. Here's the thing. How, how is it a political agenda that a bad movie is called bad? I don't know. We should be lashing out against fake reviews. Critics, critics tend to be quite spiteful, says three-and-a-half-star reviewer. They were determined to give this a bad review just because John Travolta is starring in it. It's not exactly The Godfather, but I enjoyed this movie. It is a solid three-star. You know what? I, I'm wondering if any of those users, the usernames were like Finny Barbarino <laughs> or Look Who's Talking Fan 25. <laughs> And then, despite only opening in about 500 theaters, Gotti received more than 6,900 audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, to put that in mm. perspective, Incredibles 2, which opened in like 4,500 theaters and made $180 million, received 7,600 reviews. Mm. So 6,900, 7,600, their numbers are way too close for a movie right. that was at 0% and made no money and a movie that opened so it's, wide and was like the biggest animated movie opening I, ever. I, I, Suspicious, Gotti. This is, this is Suspicious. just, I, no, this is hysterical <laughs> to me. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what to say anymore about this because it's just like, whenever you look at some type of commentary or review online, it's mm -hmm. like the bots are getting so bad. Right. 
And, and and then when the bots start doing it, the real people start doing it. And that's why you can't tell bots from real people sometimes. Because they're all ridiculous. Right. Yeah. But uh, all right. I, I, I like how they name Travolta by name. <laughs> More power to you for marketing people, for mm. figuring out that this might be the only way to salvage this. Put some lipstick on a right. pig, basically. With this I one. haven't seen a movie this good since <laughs> Face Off. <laughs> Oh, my. The Today Show just did a big interview looking back at the Saved by the Bell years mm. with Mario Lopez, A.C. Mm. Slater. And he talked about everything in the show. He talked about the world-famous um, caffeine pills episode with, Jen, mm. with uh, Jesse Spano and how she was, I'm so excited. And because they were a Saturday morning show, mm -hmm mostly geared towards kids. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have her be on real drugs. And so they're like, what's kind of like drugs, but it's not really like a bad thing, but she can be addicted to it. Mm. I know, caffeine, caffeine pills. pills. Like mm. a lot of coffee, which I tried no dose once in college because mm. I was trying to stay up to study for an exam. Mm -hmm. I thought my heart was going to explode. Oh. I was terrified. I will oh. never do it again. Yeah, I, um, I used to use no dose. Did you? Not a lot, but I, because I was uh, I was an overnight DJ. I was in college. Mm -hmm. I had a whole bunch of extracurriculars, and somehow I always got stuck with driving my brother back to Ferris State. <laughs> Hello, Big Rapids. Nice to see you. I can't sleep anymore because I'm on caffeine pills. I might be addicted. Did it? So you never had any problems with your heart where it made it race or you? Oh no! I thought it was totally gonna die. <laughs> like it's being on coming, Elizabeth. It's a big one. Right. It was so scary. I don't know how anybody does Yeah, it. it's just like you feel you can't control it. No. You know? So he talked about that. He talked about the really ridiculous 90s fashions that mm. they had to wear on the show. But he also, in this next, next clip, explains his mullet a little bit. And then one of the more ridiculous storylines in the show as well. My mullet wasn't as aggressive there. It was really aggressive when I first started. It was uh, curly, thick mullet. I didn't even know how to mullet. It was like an unintentional mullet. I didn't know it was even a thing back in the day. But remember in that era, like Mel Gibson, Steven Seagal, they all kind of had like that mullet. And so I think I liked those guys back in the day. So it's just, it just sort of ended up that way. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think that that'll be coming back. I don't think that look will be coming back. <laughs> oh my God. All the plot lines were ridiculous. I remember, this is what I remember. I remember I had like a, a pet chameleon that died, right? Artie? Pal, I don't know what to say, except I miss you. You were my best buddy. But it was supposed to be a puppy initially. But they thought, again, because it was Saturday morning, that a puppy dying would be too hard on the kids. So they changed it to a chameleon, because apparently nobody's sensitive about reptiles. So, <laughs> so that's what, uh, that was a fun fact. Yeah, I wish it would have been a puppy. I wish it would have been a puppy. You need so to dark. shut that mouth. Dark. <laughs> wow. AC Slater, goodness. what do you mean? Okay, I never watched the show. I mean, I've only become familiar with it through casual exposure, <laughs> like through my sister. I yeah. never sat down and watched it. So I used to it, watch it in college. What, what did? Yeah, it was a thing that older kids would watch because it was so ridiculous. Or maybe so I was So you were being alone. ironic? I, yes. Hipster. <laughs> hip, hip, hipster. <laughs> so what did AC stand for? That's a really good question. Air conditioning. What a cool name. Oh, uh, well, I'll begrudgingly give you one. I was I'm I know, itching I know. to get that one out. It's a, I, well, you did it. 
Yeah. Um, he, what's funny is that he was talking about how we were a Saturday morning show. We were a Saturday morning show, mm. so they, they couldn't have a puppy. They had to have it be a lizard so the kids wouldn't be upset. They couldn't have her addicted to caffeine or anything stronger than caffeine pills because right. it would be too upsetting. But there are later episodes with the original cast mm. where um, they make become friends with like this Hollywood movie star that comes to town. Oh, yeah, that and, one I've actually seen. And they get invited to a party. And he's totally smoking a joint and mm. passing it around the party. So they were able to bring pot into Saturday morning. That was probably the their senior year. True, mm. true. They were trying to be grittier and more realistic. Right. edgy. He's <laughs> so, so edgy. Were you a Lord of the Rings fan? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I, You're not into Game of Thrones. You don't like my Lord of the Rings movies. I, you know what? I, I enjoy, when I see them, I enjoy them. But okay. I, I really, I honestly, I don't seek them out. I'm not, you know, like here's the thing. I, I'm not kind of like, and I have a lot of friends that are like this, and I know it sounds like I'm setting up something that might sound racist or something like that. Uh -oh. But no, it's just like I'm not the whole like, you know, medieval times thing and renaissance thing is just, I enjoy it when I'm exposed to it, but I don't seek it out. I'm okay. just saying. You know. Yeah. When the movies were out, that was it for me. I mean, I was all over it. I was so in love with those movies. But I, I've sort of gone away from it. And then I didn't like the three Hobbit movies then that mm. came out within the last 10 years. How about the Bobbit movies? Those were fascinating. Yeah. Uncut, I heard. Was... <laughs> you better stay away mm. from that today. Um, but... In the Lord of the Rings movies, there was a giant movie crush happening that nobody knew about until James Corden took his show to England and he had Kate Blanchett and Orlando Bloom as mm -hmm. guests with like a little Lord of the Rings reunion. Mm -hmm. And he admitted to her, she was 30 at the time that they shot those movies wow. and he was 23. So he was just out of ah. acting school and he was in love with her the entire time and so they're sitting on James Corden's couch and he's basically you know spilling his guts that he had this giant crush on her and mm. she was like yeah I didn't even know it was you when we were having cast parties <laughs> because he's so he's the blonde wig right, and the blue right. contacts and then when he comes oh. out with his brown eyes and short brown hair he's hanging out at the party and he's like hey pretty lady and she's yeah. like and you are yeah. and I would know you because oh oh just squash his heart <laughs> Oh, and twist the blush. Oh, Ugh. so painful. Oh, you know what? Women do that. You, you ladies do that to me. We like to stomp your heart. Yeah, stomp on the heart. Hey, high heel. here's a place where you can sit. It's called the friend zone. <laughs> Truth. Uh, there was also some promotion happening on the couch of Graham Norton, which is one of my favorite talk shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I only ever see it online. I don't know if it's carried on like BBC America or something that you could watch I, on cable. I, yeah, no, you can watch is it on it? cable. Yes. Um, but he had the whole cast of Ocean's 8 on, and they were just a hot mess and all over each other and super sitting close. And then he asked if any of them had pulled off any heist or, you know, <laughs> stolen anything in real life. And they were all like, oh, no, not me. And he's like, well, we do have a thief in our midst. Her name is Rihanna, and I can prove it to you. Aha. So here is the clip. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of you are actual criminals, but we are. all I'm saying is watch yourself around Rihanna. Now, Rihanna, I don't know if you know. <laughs> I don't know if you know how criminal you are. Okay, let's just look at this picture. Did you ask permission from the club when you left holding <laughs> this glass? <laughs> 
Because yeah. I don't that think might you have been one that I took to the club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she uh, took okay. What about this one? What about this one? Crystal. Did you ask about that glass? <laughs> <laughs> that looks. I'll just familiar. speed it up. Uh, what about familiar. this one? What about this one? Did you ask about that one? That's, they the like same one. That's coming out of my wages. That's the same one. <laughs> okay. What about this one? Uh, there you are leaving the fashion show. I took that back to the hotel that I took it from. Of course you did. did. You? Yeah. Uh, this one. Uh, there's another one. There's another one. And sometimes you don't even bother to seal the glass. Just a box. <laughs> Amazing. The only time I ever um, took anything really, never from restaurants once I graduated from college, mm -hmm. but in college we would steal things from the cafeteria in the dorm. I think you're supposed to do that. I, is that like, like written into it's the... It's into the student code of conduct. <laughs> yes. yes. Do I need a loaf of bread? Yes, I do. Yeah, I will absolutely. put this in my backpack. Somebody wants to make sandwiches later. Yeah, if you this look at girl. the uh, the fine print of the meal plan, it's right <laughs> in there. You are allowed to take mm -hmm. things back to yeah. your room. One could only hope. So that was a lot of uh, late night fuss with all of those. But there was a huge fuss made over one late night visit with someone who may be the second coming of God. We're not sure. Yeah. We will let you know when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. Uh, join us online somewhere. I think there's this thing called Facebook, probably just a fad. The Book of Faces. Yes, at Pop That Culture Detroit, where you can uh, kind of interact with us or not. Mm -hmm. You can just kind of passively sit there and go, hey, are you going to post anything? <laughs> I want to thumbs up this thing. I like it. Yes. People really liked the uh, the cake you got last week for I, I noticed for the birthday. that. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm going to order messed up cakes more often. <laughs> they are a crowd favorite. On Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, there was a visit from Jared Leto from mm. 30 Seconds to Mars and then also many, many acting roles, including The Joker, which nice. he's yeah. getting his own spinoff. That's definitely going to happen. Mm. But he's been rocking this, well, not that specific shirt, but this look <laughs> for a while with the long <laughs> hair and the, the beard has been right. his thing. And he's been wearing crazy-ass clothing for a long time. Mm. And I'm not sure if he's just like... This is his joy. He likes to have fun with fashion. Or if he's like, I'm so flipping good looking that I'm going to work against right. it and wear the ugliest clothing that I possibly can. You know what? I, I will take your second theory. Okay. Uh, and I will take it simply because he is an actor and kind of a rock star all at the same time. Yes. Which gives him like the ultimate license to dress as outlandishly as possible and not only get away with it, but be admired for it. True. And he was admired when he showed up on The Tonight Show in this outfit. Twitter went nuts, as you would imagine, um, writing Jared Leto, Jesus in his Technicolor Dreamcoat, question <laughs> mark. Um, Big Buttery Biscuit, which may be my favorite Twitter name ever. I, mm. if it's, I'm sad it's already taken because I right. would like to switch mine to Big Buttery Biscuit. Wrote, my dude, tell me why Jared Leto looks like a popsicle Jesus, laughing my ass off. Popsicle Jesus needs to be 30 Seconds to Mars' new album Yeah, the name. new album would be, or, would a, be. or like a B-side or something like that. <laughs> do they still do hidden tracks? Oh, no. No. Because the, you download all your music now. Someone else wrote, um, he looks like a Jesus pinata, which is also kind of true on that one. Um, Disco uh. Jesus, where in the Bible does it say that Jesus mm. comes back as Jared Leto? Um, and just on and on and on and on with people who were, I don't know why they hadn't noticed before that he's rocking yeah. the Jesus look, but they definitely liked the bright colors uh, in his outfit. Right. Twitter is a funny thing because once somebody latches on and that algorithm kicks in, it goes crazy. I mean, Walking Dead has a character named Jesus and he looks just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown Jesus. Right. On uh, other social media, on Instagram, James Vanderbeek, the week. Dawson from Dawson's Creek. He is a papa again for mm. the fifth time. And they Same are. Same mom? Yeah. Mm. They are brave souls in the Beak household because they decided to do a home birth. I don't know if they did it that way for all of the children. Right. But she just was straight up like, yep, I'm having a baby in this bed. Yeah. We're going to do it at home. Wow. Sounds like he's having a midwife crisis. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he had all the other kids around to watch. They that's, do that. Um, that's, I, listen, there were things that I saw on television that traumatized mm. me as a child. I can only imagine, like, that no. happening in front of me live and in Technicolor. Let me, uh, I'll let you in on something. So, Please, uh, yeah. When we were pregnant with Jonah, my wife decided that, you know, she's going to deliver naturally. And so we went to these classes called hypnobirthing. Okay. Where the whole idea is you don't take an epidural. It's a, it's a natural birthing. And These are strong yeah, women. The, the, wow. world, the world of this, there's a lot of different variations and a lot of different takes. And so they'll show you these videos, and a lot of them are in the U.S., and, and uh, another half of them 
are in other countries and in and I don't know what the philosophy is because honestly this is just a not if this is your jam then more power to you just not my thing they're showing and a lot of them are water births so you know yes. they'll have the midwife or the doula in mm -hmm. the water mm -hmm. assisting and the husband will be there and grandma and grandpa will be there and the rest of the family will be there all standing in the tub like a you know, whole show you know they're all in the hot tub <laughs> standing watching and the baby's gonna swim out soon and I'm just kind of <laughs> like not my thing, but if you're right. into it, then cool. Honestly, it's fine. It is a miracle. Hmm. So the chance to get to witness yeah. a, a miracle is, yes. uh, is a good time for, for people. Here, son, you're going to see your mother's vajayjay. <laughs> and then Don't you're going to see... Uh, You're going to see your brother come out of it. Out of it. Yes. Yeah. And then the stork will knock on the door. Because <laughs> that's how it really yeah. happens. Yeah, so he... Um, all, all over Instagram, all the time, James Vanderbeek, and he decided he was just going to be super honest and share mm. everything with his fans. And so he posted a picture. Ours is slightly edited, so you don't have to see it. But in Thank this God. picture, if we want to put that one up. Um, oh, nope, nope, not. i sorry, I thought it. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was cut off, but it wasn't. <laughs> okay, well, let's let, let's lift up the curtain for a second. Just so that I can have natural reactions, a lot of times I will curtail myself from over-prepping for this show. And this was one of those cases, and I did not expect to see <laughs> a placenta either. this morning. I did, uh, I don't know. Thank you, Sarah. I'm sorry. If, I, if, if we can, I mean, we can take it down now, I guess, if you want to. No, 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 we might as well. Okay. I mean, it's there. We've, we've opened up the Vanderbeek box, okay? <laughs> Literally, it's been open. Now, now my question is, is uh, yeah. like a big movement. I mean, some women like to drink the placenta as a shake afterwards because of its quote-unquote healing effects. I know there, they'll save it sometimes. Some people like to yeah. save it. Some people like to freeze-dry it and mm -hmm. have it made into supplements oh, mm. for you to take because, you know, because the placenta is what the baby is inside and it has certain um, immune benefits, mm -hmm. you know, which is why we're allowed to reproduce as uh, a species, right? Sure. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of people that have different belief systems that uh, that involve consuming, saving, um, uh, eating, drinking the placenta. And uh, I just have to say, I, I didn't uh, expect. That. I didn't expect for wow. uh, us to see the placenta in the bowl on your I, show today. No, but yes, yes, I, there it is. It feels like we're up <laughs> Dawson's Creek without a paddle. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. But you know what, though, the fan reaction was super positive. People were like, you know what? That's the real deal, man. That's actually what happens. It's beautiful. Yeah. You no, it, your, it is. Your whole family around you, and you know, it is. It's real life. You're just showing real life. And they were praising him for the having his shirt off and skin to skin contact with right. the baby right after it was born, and right. all that sort of stuff. But wow, everybody just saw a placenta. So there's that. Yeah. Um, here's something to cleanse the palate. <laughs> Let's move on. Shall a pretty we? lady. How about we look at a pretty oh, lady? Oh, a pretty lady. <laughs> Let's look at a pretty lady. Yes. Hmm. I would imagine you are a giant fan of Evangeline Lilly. Not because you were a Lost fan. I was. Yeah. But I know you're big into the Wasp. Yeah, I, you know what? I really liked her. And you know what? And for the seasons of Lost that I attempted to keep up with, um, I think it, they lost me at the Smoke Monster. I, I, I liked her in Lost. Mm -hmm. um, I like her in just about everything that I see her in. I mean, she's, you know... She does a good job at her craft. Yeah. She was also in the Hobbit movies, which it was mm. fine. But really, mostly people are loving the Ant-Man, Wasp stuff, and then knowing her from Lost. But she's been working for a long time. She's relatively famous. Right. So you would think people would know who she is. Right. And apparently she was out and about recently, and somebody came up and tried to scout her. Oh. They were like, hey, 
I represent models and actresses. I think you've got what it takes. Mm. Here's my card. Give me a call Mr. if you want to get into Weinstein? the biz. <laughs> right, exactly. Where is he right now, actually? Uh, I don't even know. Is he, is he in jail away. at the moment? I, I think he's being arranged, yeah. As, I but I don't know, I don't if, know he's if he's being held in, in his house or. He's probably in house arrest. Yeah. yeah. So he I, I couldn't imagine not making bail. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, if he doesn't, blame it on Arraign. <laughs> Got to blame it on something. Uh. Yeah, so she put this on Twitter that some guy who clearly had no idea that she'd been working right. for ever was trying to help a little lady make it in Hollywood. Right. And she thought it was hysterical, as did most of her co-stars who answered back. It, you know what? On one hand, it's funny. On the other hand, you could sound a little condescending. You know what I mean? I just, so during, during a, a very uh, high time in my radio career... Somebody had sat down with somebody that was like basically, you know, playing in the corner of a coffee house. Mm -hmm. You know, I was having a conversation with, and they said to me, let me tell you how the music industry works. Oh, And I'm just like, boy. do tell. <laughs> I would love to know more. Hmm. <laughs> and when, when people kind of make assumptions about you without kind of really, you know, getting to know you a little bit, that's when I think they open the door to that type of thing. And I, she had fun with it. Yeah. And so did other celebrities who tweeted back. Yeah. So. Yeah, Daniel um, Day Kim from Lost was like, yeah, I think you're really going to make it. You've got a good chance, sweetie. You know, yeah. they had been in a show together for eight years and, or however long and it was. And the guy that played Wong in uh, Doctor Strange, who's also named Wong, uh, had tweeted and said something really similar, like, go yeah. for it. You know? <laughs> Get it, girl. Yeah. You got the chops. <laughs> that guy was right. So I'm glad everybody had a really good sense of humor about that. Uh, we haven't visited BuzzFeed in a while, no. and they had a really good list of 19 extremely dumb things every kid believed for absolutely no reason. Mm. And most of them, um, I yeah, at some point or other, I probably believed it. For instance, did you fall for the whole if you swallow a seed from a melon or you know watermelon or anything like that, it, it would grow, it would grow in your stomach? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I believed in the if you touch if you get pricked by a cactus, you die. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't hear that one. Oh no, that in my circle of friends that was really big like if you get pricked by a cactus, really? you are dead. So up until about 13 or 14, every time I saw a cactus, I'm like, keep that thing the hell away from me. Okay. Um, the number two on their list was the demons will get you if you don't run up the stairs at the speed of light when you turn the basement oh, lights yeah. off. That is 100% yeah. true. Well, I mean, did you ever have that feeling like when you're coming up from the basement that there's like somebody behind you? Yes! Or worse yet, if you've got the steps that don't have the faces under the treads, mm -hmm. then like hands will come out and grab your Correct. ankles. Correct! Those yes. are my exact fears. Yes! Yes. Go back behind the furnace <laughs> Where you live, demon. <laughs> and then the other big fear that they point out is that you thought that the demons would get you if you didn't check behind the shower curtain every time you yeah, went to no, the bathroom. That was fun. I was more worried about the fact that the rhythm is going to get you. Because <laughs> that happens every single time with me. She knows. Gloria Estefan oh, knows. she knows. News knows. With the old school erasers, there were the... The big long ones, there was the pink end and there was the blue end. Mm -hmm. And allegedly the blue end was supposed to be able to erase ink. That was not true. I never knew that. No? No. That was what it was. Um, there were there was another one from someone who said that their mom made him think it was illegal to turn a light on in a car while See, you were driving. Okay, I'm going to admit this right now. Please. I'm, I'm perpetuating a lot of this stuff. I've got a <laughs> seven-year-old and I haven't told him that it's illegal, but it's like, dude, it's night. I can't see out the car and drive safely if you're dicking around with the dome light. So stop. <laughs> stop it. Well, why? Click, click. Stop. 
Did you, as a child, we're going through the list from BuzzFeed of stupid things you believe as a kid. Did you believe that um, there was some sort of a monster or a shark in the deep end of the pool? When I was really little, I did think that. No. No, that was never no. you? Did you think that you would ever have to worry about coming across quicksand in your life? Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And the only thing that they would find that was left of me was my pith helmet <laughs> sitting right on top, surrounded by a handful of leaves that were strategically distributed around the quicksand. There were way too many movies and cartoons that had characters and having to deal with quicksand, and that just right. was not a real thing. Right? <laughs> and then also... When you um, get a mosquito bite, do you do the cross with your nail across it? Was that ever a thing for you? No. No? I think Bill actually told me that his family used to do that, too. Oh, so weird. No, yeah. never. <coughs> when we get back on Pop That Culture, I'm going to get a sip of water. And we're going to try and defend our state because somebody was making fun of the way that it's shaped. Mm. And we'll talk about it next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, <laughs> entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Culture. I'm Sarah, hanging out with my buddy. Yeah, I'm Joe. You are Joe. And I'm a proud Michigander. <laughs> As you should be. But there was recently on Deadspin somebody who was not so proud of our state. Mm. We thought he was going for a compliment, and then it just took a turn and became an insult mm. in the very end. I don't know why anyone felt the need to ask this question, but apparently it's been asked online many times, which is, which state in the United States has the best shape? Mm-hmm. 
other than our own, right. if you were going to choose one, which one would you choose? Um, I would choose. There's two that are tied. If not for uh, Michigan, mm -hmm. it would be Wyoming and Colorado. I like symmetry. Oh. And they're, they're rectangles. <laughs> they're easy. Oh, There's see. no river boundaries. Somebody said, hey, you know what? There's mountains and stuff. Let's just draw some squares. Oh. Awesome. I would go for Florida. I think Florida is kind of a fun shape. No. Yeah. Well, I'm almost to Tennessee because it's well, generally a rhombus <laughs> or a parallelogram. Uh -huh. But it's too wiggly on each end. Okay. Yeah, I mean. The, well, the, so the person who wrote it to Deadspin who was asking this question said, it's got to be Texas, right? Texas is the best shape. And the writer, Drew Maggery, said, no, I like states and countries that are shaped like things. Not only is Michigan shaped like a mitten, but if you include the Upper Peninsula, it looks like a mitten that is desperately trying to cling to an overhead branch before plummeting down the face of Mount Arvon. Pretty much sums up how that state is doing in general. Excuse me, sir. Well, here's the thing. Yes. The, the writer, he's, he's a humorist. He's trying to be cheeky, almost like Dave Barry, but falling a little short. <laughs> yes. Um, here's the funny thing. He, I believe he's from Minnesota. Okay. But he actually went to U of M and then transferred Did out. Did he? Transferred out of U of M. Mm -hmm. So clearly, you know, Michigan isn't his jam. And if, if Michigan isn't your jam, that's cool. We may but, have some things going on in our state that still haven't been right. taken care of, like Flint. Yeah. But other than that, we're coming back. We're, yeah. we're going places. You saw the thing at the train station yesterday. We're making things right. happen. So right? th this begs the question. I'm wondering if, and this is just a conspiracy theory, perhaps his departure from the University of Michigan mm -hmm. was, um, was not by his choice choice oh maybe he was drummed out and he has some type of anti-michigan trauma yes and so mm. even though we know we have the coolest shaped states sure he he feels a you know a need to lash out you think yeah i mean i i do this all the time yeah. i try and point right. out where like someone was like oh where you know you're going up uh, north over the weekend yeah. uh, where are you going to be and i'm like well i'm going to be right about Did michigan basically everyone is equipped with um, a map of yes. lower michigan number one I love uh, it. number two michigan is the only state that you can put on your hand so you don't burn your hand on a pot <laughs> yes um michigan is the only state that's saying hey give us a high five we're give so friendly high five. yeah exactly yeah we're not the fist bump state that's so douchey we're the high five state Open hands, no <laughs> weapons. Look, come on. Yeah, or yeah, where it's an open hand to smack you right across the face. If yeah. you say things like you say, Dad. Right. Stay, I mean, come what on. other state has Buzz Lightyear talking about all the little cool things about the state? We do. Makes you want to come see a fall leaf tour and come to our state, doesn't right. it? Yeah. Thanks a lot. In Sacramento, there was a police officer who is now everybody's favorite. Yeah. I started following him on Twitter, as a matter Did of fact. Hell yeah! So he tweeted, I stopped this vehicle today for a left lane violation on I-65. The driver had approximately 20 cars. 20. Slowed behind her because she would not move back to the right lane. Do you have mirrors on your freaking vehicle? Unbelievable. <sighs> 20 cars. I mean, everyone's just sitting behind her like, get over, lady, get over. It's funny. I've actually done this as a topic on the radio before, mm -hmm. and you probably have, oh, too, yeah. about, about, you know, kind of, they call it loitering in the left lane. Mm -hmm. Most people in the U.S. don't understand the rules of the road. You're supposed to be driving in the right lane, only using the left lane to pass, 
And if you're in the left lane and there are cars wanting to get by, you have to get over and let them through. Some of it is etiquette and some of it is actually rule of law. And in a lot of states, they've enacted the laws because it creates an unsafe driving condition yes. if you're there and people are trying to get around you mm -hmm. and speed and weave in and out of traffic, especially during inclement weather. And that's the truth. And I get this pushback all the time when I have this debate because you know what? When you go to party with Joe, you talk about traffic violations, <laughs> right? Sexy conversations yes. only at the Joe party. Yeah. Our water cooler is full of the most mundane conversation <laughs> you've ever heard. Anyway, there is, uh, there's a lot of people like, well, what if I'm doing the speed limit? Who flippin' cares that you're no! still creating a lack of safety, which I think trumps whether or not you're doing the speed limit. Left so get the lightning. hell, yes, over, Go fast. get out of there. I don't understand anybody who wants to be in the left lane going at or below the speed limit anyway. Why do you... If what you want to go is that slow speed, then you could go that speed in the right lane. Why is the right lane not good enough for Stop you? Stop right there. I don't my understand. theory is this. With some people, my theory is I'm not breaking the law, and you should be following the law, too, by not breaking the speed limit. So I'm going to get here. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm teaching you a lesson. <laughs> well, this officer who tweeted about, uh, you know, giving this woman a ticket for mm. holding up 20 people by insisting on being in the left lane. Right. Is now everybody, uh, Troy Aikman tweeted to him, like, you're my hero, man. <laughs> I love amazing. you. And there were people around the country who were like, we want you to come and be a police officer in our state. And he was super nice about it. And right. Like, well, I can't really come over there, but thanks for the invite. I love it. And as of yesterday evening, when I did the screen grab, if you look closely behind us. Oh, wow. This has almost 29,000 retweets and 85,000 likes. Because it's pain mm -hmm. that we all feel and go through it. Right. Well, we are going to leave you now and get back on the road and into horrible traffic and deal with people like that. Yes. But you can stay and watch two hours of the fantastic Craig Folly next on New Radio Media, and we will see you tomorrow with Pop That Culture.